welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jessica. And this is episode seven of Adam's Rib, where we will be discussing self-esteem. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to start, Jess, or, or you? do you want to take this and start it? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just start with this Bible verse that means the world to me. It's actually my very favorite. <laughs> and it is Psalms 139 and 14, and it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Mm-hmm. When I was battling with a lot of self-esteem issues, somebody, I don't remember who it was, somebody referenced me to that scripture. Read that scripture and kind of was like the changing moment for me. That scripture means just what it says. You were created fearfully and wonderfully by the most amazing being ever. God. God created you. He created you in his like image. So that means you are perfect no matter how, no matter what the world standard of perfect is. You are perfect because you were created in the image of God. And you are, you should know, you should find comfort in who you are, what you look like, what you wear, what you don't wear. It doesn't matter. Just be proud of who you are. This verse said, is basically saying that. Take, be confident. And who you are because you were created by such an amazing being. So mm-hmm. that's how we're going to start this thing. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> our sense of being a good person and worth should not depend on what we do, but rather on who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Hence that verse you just read. Mm-hmm. So we really need to humble ourselves before him because, and he will honor us. So in Psalm 16, 2, it reminds us, I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. So we attain self-worth and esteem by having a right relationship with God. We can know we are valuable because of the high price God paid for us through his blood, Jesus Christ, of course. So I feel that no one person is one-dimensional. I feel that there are three views of every one person. The view that God has for us, the opinions that others hold concerning us, and the perception that we have of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the most accurate assessment is God's view. Mm -hmm. And he does not view us as outwardly as man tends to do, but rather he looks at the heart. So in 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, The Lord knows the hearts of the children of men. If some of the most beautiful people physically were turned inside out, how would we be viewed by man? Mm. Is the question that I like to propose to the listeners. Oh, yes. So second, there are other opinions of our peers who a lot of times are really only relatively accurate. <laughs> so people can hold an opinion of us that can be extremely exaggerated. Or some people could, who have great character may be seeing us as malicious or whatever the case may be. So the people's perception of Jesus was certainly inaccurate and he didn't deserve the hateful things that happened to him and the same with paul that suffered a great amount of course of unmerited character assassination Mm -hmm. so third the appraisal that we make of ourselves is cautioned in the bible we are cautioned 
not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. So it says in Romans, we must attempt not to be high-minded or wise in our conceits. So sometimes if we really knew the impressions that others have of us, we actually might see ourselves in a totally different light and adjust our behavior, which could be negative or positive. So it is important that we do have a healthy view of ourselves because in Matthew, Jesus said that we should love our neighbors as ourselves. Mm -hmm. This simply implies that a thorough concept of self-esteem. And unfortunately, many of us just, especially women, hold a really meager appreciation of ourselves so much to the point that it can actually hinder our efforts to serve and please God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, I love how you are like really pointing out that it's important to have a great, a great view of yourself. You have to think highly of yourself. First off, who else is going to do it if you don't? Right. Like, it's not, it's no one else's job to think highly of you. I mean, for women specifically, um, we all want this dream man. We want this marriage. We want this happy life and these babies and all this great stuff. But on the inside, when every time you look in the mirror, you're disgusted with what you see. When you're talking to yourself, you down yourself, you degrade yourself, you leave yourself, you know, you don't, you have no self-worth. You don't, you don't value yourself. And then, but you get frustrated when you don't get the relationship that you were expecting or that you're desiring to have. And you get frustrated when you don't, when the man that you attract treats you the way that you perceive yourself mm. and he's not treating you like this queen that you desire to be treated like. Well, that really boils down to just the self-esteem you have to think highly of yourself you know i do this i i, I believe solely in self-affirmations i we mentioned this in a previous episode i keep my affirmations on me on my mirror on my bathroom mirror i have a huge mirror and i keep post-it notes they're all over the mirror and i surround i, I actually put them in a little arch and so in the middle all i see is myself but around mm-hmm. myself are all these positive words i am beautiful I am amazing. I am I am rich. I'm living an abundant lifestyle. You know, I, I have to tell myself these things every single day so that I don't lose sight on who I really am and what God has created me to be and to do. Um, I, I teach my daughters this. My daughters, they see the same notes. They see the same messages every day. My three-year-old can't read, but her nine-year-old sister will read it for her. <laughs> we don't play those games. We, we're going to start early. Um, but you, you are, you attract whatever you feel about yourself. So if you think more highly of yourself and if you claim to the beauty and of yourself and, and you claim that happiness, you will receive that. You'll receive a man that will think that you're beautiful and will treat you well, but you have to do all these things for yourself first. So that self-esteem it's really important having that high self-esteem and, and looking at yourself and loving on yourself. All that is important because you can't you can't have an expectation to have certain things in your life when you don't even value yourself enough to receive them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I would actually like to kind of examine some of the causes of self-esteem and the cure for negative self, self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So the first cause can be your displeasure with physical features. Many women have personal self-esteem problems just due to what they perceive as unattractive physical features. A second cause could be a lack of education. 
some women feel bad about themselves because they have very limited education. But I want to note that some of the most prominent men and women in history were not privileged with an abundance of formal education. Mm -hmm. So kind of keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. A third cause can be tragic circumstances, which can occur from something that happened in a woman's past, such as unfortunately rape or how their parents treated them, how her boyfriend or husband treated them, etc. And that is a major one and one that I think a lot of causes stem from just this one cause alone. Mm -hmm. And I think the most prominent cause of low self-esteem is the involvement in personal sin. Because sin can scar us something terrible and we mm -hmm. may not even realize it. So sometimes when we fall weakness to our flesh, it may cause us to lose our Christian dignity. But we have to remember that God has already and will continue to forgive us if we choose to repent. But we have to be so careful if we begin to have low self-esteem because it can be, it can really begin to manifest negatively in a variety of ways, such as drug or alcohol abuse, promiscuity, a critical spirit, whatever the case may be. And I'm sure it wasn't until Jess and I were both at our lowest points at one point in time when we realized that we were doing these things, maybe because of low self-esteem. Yeah. And yeah. the attitudes that dwell within our mind frequently are reflected in the conduct of a person. So Jesus himself taught that the state of one's mind is the fountain of his activity. For from within, out of the heart of men, evil thoughts proceed. And that's in Mark 7, 21. So to go into that, the cure for all of this negative self-esteem is remembering and meditating on simple promises. We were created in the very image of God himself, like Jessica stated previously. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. So I want to point out that this has no reference to our physical makeup because God is a spiritual being and not a physical one. The image consists of spiritual qualities. So we shouldn't try to measure up to a standard based on physical beauty because it will make us sad each time because it's of the world mm -hmm. and our mission of Adam's rib is based on Proverbs 31 25 mm -hmm. strength and honor are her clothing she is confident about the future notice it says that our clothing is made up of strength and honor which reflects God not how long our hair is or how wide our teeth are, or how big your butt is, Jess. <laughs> we get so caught up in how others perceive us and fail to think how God perceives us, which is the one accurate perception. I'm you know what's true, the butt part. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not saying Jessica's is it. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but no. us as women, we, we cannot, you know, put our perceptions in that that is what makes us beautiful. That's so true, though, because that's actually... I, I do a mentoring group for girls, and I was blown away when I would listen to these little girls, and I would I would ask them, what's your perception of beauty? Like, what makes you beautiful? And, I mean, the list was hair weaves, fake nails, mm, wow. fake lashes. How old were these girls? <laughs> About, they their ages ranged from 9 to 12. Oh. Yeah, these are elementary school age mm -hmm. girls. And that's actually when I realized, okay, the world is starting to seriously lose sight of what true beauty is. It's about being an individual and loving what you have and what, what comes with you. 
So Jessica has a big behind. But Jessica doesn't run around here saying, oh, look at me because my booty big. No. like <laughs> Making twerk videos. No. It's, <laughs> don't I don't do even know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Lindsay made an excellent point. You know, we, we've been exposed to all these reality shows where you see these women who glorify butt implants and weaves down to these fake butts and and, and and pointy nails and fake just everything fake and nothing real um but the thing is god when god created us and when we were birthed we were birthed with individuality i mean even twins look at identical twins but you can still identify between the two of them <laughs> there's still something whether it's a small something or a big something there's still something that will make them stand out and so when I would mentor to these young girls, and I would tell them, okay, so I know that when you're watching your shows and, and you're looking at TV, yeah, TV says you should want to have the hips, the butt, the clothes, the tight clothes, the, the bags and the, the heels and all that. But none of that will make you beautiful. None of that will keep you warm at night. None of that will take you to a new height in life. None of that will make you successful. Do not be fooled mm -hmm. by these women on TV. You don't take that with you to heaven. No. You can't take a Gucci no. with you to heaven. No, you seriously <laughs> can't. I mean, even if it is in the casket, it still has nothing to do with your salvation. So, you know, instead of aspiring to be like these these women in, in these fake images on TV and in these magazines, you know, we have to get back to the place where we are comfortable with what we see in the mirror. You know, I have always, until I had my second baby, I'd always had a super flat stomach. You know, I just always had a very unique shape. And I had my second baby. Lord have mercy. My baby put on 90 pounds. Oh, at least I put on 90 pounds. I can't even say it's her fault because mm -hmm. she was only seven of the 90. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I got really big. And granted, I lost a lot of the weight. Because it was just way too much for me. But, you know, I was, I found myself at one point in this whole weight loss journey, I found myself trying to look like somebody that I'm never going to look like again. I'm not going to look like a Beyonce. <laughs> she don't even look like Beyonce. <laughs> you know what I mean? How much retouching and editing her picture she did? Come on. And then, you know, then I found myself looking at old high school pictures. Oh, I got to get back to looking like that. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, well, why? But why? Why do I really mm -hmm. want to look like that again? And then when I realized that I was doing it to please some man at the time, or, you know, I was doing all these things to please other people, never to please myself and never to please God, then I had to realize time out. God created me this way. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I still have that unique shape. It's just a little fuller. I'm a grown woman now. I can't look like I looked when I was 17. It's just not okay. I don't want to look like that. And I had to get comfortable within my own skin. And now that I am comfortable and I'm cool, I look at myself and I'm like, you know, if I lose the weight, cool. But if I don't, I'm still fine. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And more women need to step up to the plate to show this example to our babies. Our babies are the ones looking up to us. Our, these There's little girls that are looking... For us to show them that what you have is okay. God made you this way and that makes you beautiful. Like it, it has nothing to do with the stuff that you see on, on the social media and TV. It has nothing to do. That may, does not make you beautiful. Half those women 
look like us when they take the makeup off mm -hmm. and when the cameras stop rolling. Nobody looks that good. Nobody. They mm -hmm. just, it's a lot of money and a lot of effort to look like that. And it's just for show. And it's just for a right. paycheck. And I don't want women to think like, you know, well, Jessica and Lindsay told me I didn't have to brush my teeth or brush my hair because I'm wonderfully made. No, that's no, not what we say. No, honey, <laughs> please. Hygiene is Cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you cannot, you know, do one extreme and not the other extreme. So it definitely is all about that balance. Mm -hmm. And I just want all of our listeners to understand that we have to get our relationship right with God before we can find assurance and understanding in this truth. Mm -hmm. So God made us the way we are for a specific purpose. Yeah. Once we fully understand this, we will have a peace of mind. That word wonderfully means to be distinct or unique, which means God formed us and created his own masterpiece for a purpose that is specifically specific to only you. So when you begin to understand that God has designed you special for a purpose and that his will is perfect, you will begin to see that his plan is perfect and acceptable to you. Mm -hmm. Needing to find acceptance and affirmation in your career, other people, or experiences will no longer be relevant. Your resources and purpose aren't in things or man, but in God only. When you find your problems not being solved or your mind not being renewed, you must just go to the ultimate source and be grateful that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm, that just makes yes. me want to shout. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we just want all of our remembers, or excuse me, our listeners to remember that you guys are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I would encourage everyone to read the entire chapter of Psalms 139. Yes, it's a good, it's a good read. It's a good read. And I think I'm going to close with saying one thing, and that is leave the job of perfection to God. He is the only one that's perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. We, we, he created us with some flaws for a reason. Use your flaws and go prosper. That's what you should do. Right. Exactly. Love yourself. Love yourself. Exactly. Give yourself a hug. <laughs> <laughs> As always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we do hope that you will feel beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully made after this episode. So, again, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, guys.